Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to Second Chance Moped Podcast. We're here, we're back, we're in the basement, it's Minnesota. You hear me talk about it every week. This is how sick and inappropriate Minnesota is. I was yesterday at work, I walked outside in my t-shirt, and I felt warm at a whole 31 degrees. Yes, we have a mental condition in Minnesota. It's called denial. We think it's not that bad out. But yeah, so, you know, the the, the build's going. I didn't get anything done on my Baker's Dozen build. And I just played with um my other two bikes, which I didn't get anything accomplished. But I figured out a few tricks for next time I do um, pedals and pin and cotter pins and all that stuff. But speaking of my Baker's Dozen um that is i'm not even prepared still um i jokingly said something to somebody about staying at their place on the fourth of july because baker dozen did announce their dates and they are going to be ending in richmond virginia on the third and i got to a friend and said i'm trying to i'm trying to do this for everybody to tell them the dates. Um, I got to a friend, Hey, can I stay at your place? And they're like, yeah, no big deal. But then another person got to me. Then another person got to me. And so this is what I'm doing, Richmond, Virginia area. I will be posting on second chance, a moped podcast um, group and page. Um, You all will have the opportunity to fill out applications for me to stay at your house. It's going to be simple things like how big is the bed? Do you have fiddler pillows? What will you be feeding me? What is your water pressure like in the shower? Because after being on the road that many days, um, I'm going to want a good shower. So, but just so you know, the Baker's Dozen Run is running from Atlanta. They ch- changed it around. Um, it's going to be starting June 27th in Atlanta, and it'll be ending in Richmond, Virginia on July 3rd. So I'm going to be spending two years in a row in Richmond, Virginia uh, for the 4th of July. Um, I can't tell you the hospitality and how much fun it was last year. Um, and that kind of leads me to our guest a little bit. I, I kind of went through his neck of the woods on my ride down to the buzzards compound in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. I always want to say Charleston, but I screw that up all the time. You know me, I'll get you, but I won't get you the night right names. Um, this is a group, you know, it's weird how life happens. And I didn't notice until like I was putting that um, kind of retrospective video thing together, um, QCB, Queen City Barons. And I always, whenever I think of Qu- Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Ric Flair. I mean, even though he's, he's from Minnesota, but, you know, we all just got to get a big two woos for Ric Flair. Woo-woo. And I can't thank my guests enough for coming on and I'll just have our our friend introduce himself. Hey, uh, Eric Hamilton from uh, Charlotte, North Carolinas, and I am the president of the Queen City Barons or QCB. Yeah, yeah. All right, Eric. You know, it's kind of become tradition. It's I get up in the middle. I get up in the middle of the night to go to work, so I gotta get my oh the coffee sip. coffee. Oh, gotta get that in. Um, Absolutely. So Eric, so, Eric, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journey, what it was like, i.e. the very first time they saw a moped, what, you know, then to, like, their smile ride, and then you kind of middle part of the journey, 
and what it's like today. So let me ask you, Eric, what's your very first memory of a moped? Man, uh, we'll take it all the way back to when I was eight. It was, you know, typical neighborhood garage sale like they have in the Midwest. And we, I was going around to all the houses as a kid checking out the stuff. And then I came across, it was a gold maxi, um, I think it's MK2 with the ZA50. And I saw that and I wanted it so bad. It was only $50. I went running home. I told my dad, I'm like, I want to go buy this moped. I'm like, it's only $50. I'm like, I think it'd be awesome. He's like, okay. And then my mom overheard us and was <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, I want to go buy this moped. I'm like, other kids in the neighborhood got little mopeds and dirt bikes and stuff. She's like, nope, you don't yeah. need a motorcycle. Yeah, dude. My mom was the same way. Like it took my dad forever to convince her to allow me to get a yard cart. And like, I, I loved watching cars go left as a kid. So like, I just wanted a yard cart, wanted a yard cart. Then I wanted to race and race and my mom. And finally, I think my dad ended up buying her furniture. Um, <laughs> he, she, she is, got a new bedroom the, the straw that broke the camel's back to get allow you to race. Yeah. Yeah. Like I swear to God, my dad bought my mom a new bedroom set. And then I got to get a go-kart and go racing. But anyways, my guy, you will we'll, we'll get going out. We'll get going on your moped story. All right. So, with that, I, I was totally bummed, but you know, like a kid, it was like, okay, whatever. So I know how you are with timelines. So this is a big jump literally from eight years old to about, I don't know, I had to be in my mid, mid to late, late twenties probably. And I was date started dating my wife at the time. And I was at her mom's house and we went outside and we're messing around. And I was like, open up the door in this odd house. And I was like, what the hell is that? I'm like, that is the same exact bike that I saw when I was eight years old. And I yeah. really wanted it. And yeah. I was like, man, I was like, I asked her, I said, what do you want for that thing out there? And she's like, you know, that hutch you're getting rid of. She's like, I want it. And I was like, uh, okay. That's a no brainer. Yeah. A worthless piece of equipment for another worthless piece of equipment. Don't get me going on Gail. Like my mom, people hear me talk about her every once in a while. She is half gypsy, dude. I swear. I, <laughs> I finally got this rule now. Like a, she's not allowed to bring anything into my house. B I'm not moving anything for her anymore. Like I will assemble a TV for her. I'll put furniture together, but I'm not going to enable her, you know, furniture addiction. It, it furniture habits to stack yeah, up. Yeah. She like tells most, me I need like mode mist, mode, most Midwestern houses have like 10 pieces of furniture that they absolutely don't need. Exactly. And like, it drives my mom and two sisters and us. Like I'm single. My ex-wife moved out. Like my house is bare. And guess what? I'm cool. Like I'm cool. You sure you don't that. want a couple of random pieces of furniture, like an old stereo or something that doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. I'm good. Like, dude, I'm, I've got a bar downstairs. Like, and it's, <laughs> I don't, I don't use it. Like it's, I've got, speaking of hutches, like I've got a hutch downstairs as we speak. Like, yeah. Well, you might get lucky and trade it for a bike. Yeah. Hey dude, anybody wants Probably to trade not. a hutch for a moped? I'm, I got deals. Okay. Just put it out into the universe. It might happen. Yeah. You know what? I put out to the universe that I needed some clutches. They all came to me. I put out I'm a Hobbit guy. They're coming to me, dude. It's great. You know, you, nice. if you're a halfway decent person and I, I can be a little crouchy sometimes i'm not gonna lie but like if you're a halfway decent person good things happen to you you know and i'm always Dude, willing to I help feel, people out i feel the same way about that it's like if you do right by people in the moped community it's like it almost comes back tenfold yeah yeah it, but it's, also it's it's that two it's that kind of 50 50 deal you also have to like 
set some boundaries because like for a long time i was that guy running to everybody's houses like trying to help them out now i'm just like no you come to me and nope tools don't leave my garage yeah that's the thing it's like i'll help about anybody with anything but usually it's like i'll tell you how to do it and if you're really struggling i'll jump in but it's not something that like oh bring your stuff over here let me do it for you yeah well i've got the rule now like you can bring it over but it's leaving (laughs) oh yeah it's not staying yeah i had a i had a i had a problem with bikes just like stacking up out here and i even had a random dude show up in my house one day who was a friend of a friend who was like hey man he was like uh i know you work on these things can you fix this for me and i was like (laughs) what the hell yeah i was like uh you can put it in his house across the street go wheel that over there right on right so, on. But anyways back man. to your back to your getting the za like that's yeah pretty, that's a great trade ps i'm not i'll admit i'm not the biggest poop guy but a za for hutch i'd do that all day long absolutely and you know when i got it it was a total train wreck it had like you know typical squirreled away peanuts from like a mouse or some kind of chipmunk sticking it in the air box yeah. and it was just those are home oil. damn it eric leave them alone i ruined it man home. I ruined it. There's a there's some mad chipmunk in Indiana somewhere pissed off. So um is yeah. he mad because of the moped or is he mad because he lives in Indiana? We don't know. Probably because he lives in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. So he could have came with me. I don't know. But uh <laughs> so I got this bike, I got it home. I was totally stoked on it. I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get this thing going. I'll do something with it. It's two-stroke, it'll be super easy to build up and everything. And I got it to the house, cleaned a carb fired it up took it down the street at a blistering 18 miles an hour smoking oh, so bad though? oh dude it was awesome and it was hilarious because yeah. like i got it i brought it home my brother and i you know dicked around with it for a couple hours and bam it was running yeah so then i was just up there visiting with my wife at the time so then i brought it back to north carolina and drove it around the neighborhood you know, jumping speed bumps, all the typical dumb stuff. No helmet, with it. rotted no. out tires, brakes are sketchy. Is it shifting at this point? Oh, it's Z- shifting. Awesome. Yeah, it was sh- shifting at about 10 at this point. And it was, <laughs> it was like, okay, here's second gear. How fast am I going? I pull out the GPS because GPS was terrible at the time I got this thing. So, yeah. but it was still saying like, you know, 18. I was like, meh, it's yeah. fun for the neighborhood. Yeah, and yeah. then I hit a speed bump blew out the tire of course he did and got out the old elect well no i what did i do i threw a new tube in there because i had a bicycle tube that fit yeah and i just yeah god forbid you replace that freaking 30 old dry rotted tire out yeah well you know the big plan was to totally rebuild the bike anyways so at this point i was just dicking around got out the electrical tape taped up the hole in the tire and clapping oh god it was horrible and i drove it for you know a couple more weeks around the neighborhood and then i parked it because i got kind of bored with it and i was trying to figure out what to do didn't know what to do because everything was so limited at that time like Mm -hmm. of you know we didn't have the internet like on our phones like how we do now and you're searching the internet for stuff and everything's in a foreign language. I don't know language. about you, dude, but I've been checking out Pornhub since like 2006. I mean, what? No, no, no. Oh, just... dude. <laughs> <laughs> right on the phone, baby. No, I'm fucking with you. Um, <laughs> so you got that mic. Like, are you trying to even Google? Like, I can say from like myself, the first time I got into, like when I got into mopeds, like I didn't even 
I don't even know how I found Moped Army. Like, is that, I know it's in existence at, at this time because it's like 2008, 2009. Um, did yeah. you stumble across that at all? Or did you have any idea about Moped no. culture? I totally, I totally didn't. And that was the weird thing is I, I was on the internet looking, looking, looking. I found Treat's eBay store. Awesome, and I got, dude. Yeah. I got like a Petcock and like a, like the 12 Bing rebuild kit from their eBay store. And nice. I just remember sitting there laughing so freaking hard at their eBay store because you know how crazy like their antics, like of their parts descriptions are. Oh, I feel I, like, I, God, yeah. they were just like, so, they were so much more crazy. It just was like a foreign country. I was like, man, look at this stuff. Like, it doesn't even make sense what they're talking about. Like, what is this kingdom of Treatland? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like their descriptions are a little more, um, direct these days versus like i i just hear like i i just hear like rafter talking like dude the descriptions like back in the day you just read them it was just fucking hilarious just how benji would like and half of it was hope and half of it was dreams and like 10 yeah. percent was reality yep and it's like man i want i wish they had like an archive of of their ebay store of all the parts descriptions that they had on there it was freaking hilarious awesome yeah um so you got that rebuild kit, you got that stuff. Um, what what's going on with you, mopeds at this point? Nothing. My biggest focus at that time, you know, was motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I had a couple motorcycles that I rebuilt. I had a seventy five CB five fifty. I nice. did not cafe it out. Good I for you, it. son. <laughs> I restored it modestly with you know mid rise bars, vintage seat, and a bunch of other stuff, and repainted yeah. it, all that kind of crap. And then I had. You know, uh, uh, well, it's funny because Charlie Buzzard has the same bike now, but I had, <laughs> uh, I had a 71 Sportster um, XLCH that I, I rebuilt too. And I was mainly focused on motorcycles. Yeah. But on the back burner, I had that moped sitting there and it was something I always wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny how like I give some people shit. Like I've let some people who work at a motorcycle shop like ride my bikes and like oh yeah you can tell like they don't want to fucking admit it but in town riding and i i know how to ride dirt bikes i know how to ride motorcycles i i don't care what anybody says like a hobbit with a dr is way more fun to ride in town than any motorcycle ever will be like way more fun and that's what the final drive i guess you know the final nail in the coffin is why i don't ride my motorcycles as much is because i live in a city Mm -hmm. and stoplight to stoplight it sucks on a motorcycle, Yep. but on a moped, when you're with a group of people just freaking blasting like through town at, at, you know, a decent speed of like, you know, 30, when you're keeping up with traffic and just weaving in and out and stuff, it's awesome. But Mm -hmm. like that feeling doesn't happen on a motorcycle in the city. You just hot and sweaty and angry (laughs) trying to shift. Yeah. Um, now I know why not. Harley guys are such dicks. <laughs> <laughs> they're pissed off. Yep. A, their bike is about ready to break. B, that's about ready to break. Um, so you you're you're on the eBay store. You're at treats. Like you don't really know. How did you find moped culture then? This like 2008, 2009. Like, is there any? So, yeah. Randomly, I was at I was at a bar with my wife and uh, one of her girlfriends. Yes, you're in North Carolina. Is Ric Flair at this bar? Not at this one. Okay. But, I just one. Just one. 
I could the quick Ric Flair story. Oh, hey, dude, I'm, I'm all about I'm all about pop, oh, pop. you got to have the nature boy when you're talking yeah, yeah. about Charlotte. So exactly. back when my wife first moved to town, I was telling her, like, yeah, you can go out to the bar and literally see Ric Flair out any night of the week. Like that was his thing. Yeah. And at that time, he was always going to this bar down in the south side. I forget what it was called. But my neighbor, his brother was the bar manager there. And he's like, dude, he is literally in here every Monday night raw, watching Monday night raw, drinking his drink and wooing at the bar. So (laughs) my wife and one of her friends went down there and literally drank at the bar of Ric Flair. I slid down there at the end of the night and hung out with everybody there. And it was crazy. He was literally just hanging out, drinking beer. And I forget what he was drinking. Some other liquor drink. I can't remember what it was. Probably Stoli and Seabreeze. Like, yes. I listened to too many wrestling podcasts to not know that. Like, cause it was, it was red. I was going to say cranberry and vodka, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he literally was sitting there and he's like, Oh, you know, it ain't nothing to the nature boy. And he's just buying everybody shots. And yeah. it's pretty crazy. And my wife has a picture of, of him that uh, she let him, she put him in a full Nelson at the nice. bar for like a photo op. Yeah. And it's pretty cool pick. So dude, I've got a, I'll pull, I'll even post it on the second chance page. Like there's Ric Flair's spilt liquor um, promo. That is just so fucking Ric Flair. Like it just, it's (laughs) he, and he'll, he'll work it in every once in a while. But like I spent more money on spilt liquor than you've made. Like it's just fucking Ric Flair. But anyways, mopeds. Okay. We'll get back to so, it. Yeah. So back to a different bar in Charlotte. There <laughs> yeah. was this there was this other bar, and my wife's friend was a bartender there. And some guys, you know, some guys came in. I didn't know if it was mopeds, motorcycles, or what, but you know, I pulled up, parked in the sidewalk. We were like playing darts or something. And they came in and started talking to her at the bar, and they're like, Oh, my friend Eric over there, uh, he's got a moped like you guys do. And of course, you know, the immediate reaction talking to them later about it, they're like, oh God, he's got a moped. It's probably a damn scooter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Jordan and Tommy came over and started talking to me. I was like, dude, no, I literally have a moped and I've been wanting to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh shit, really? And I'm like, dude, I do know how to build bikes. I've been yeah. building bikes for a while. I literally need some help, like yeah. figuring out what the hell to order and all this shit. And so Tommy basically went through a list of stuff. We ordered the typical starter pack, the old treats party kit with the 19 PHBG and the, what was a boss pipe at that time? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I ordered all that stuff. And when it finally came in, I figured out a day with them and they came over and dude, we wrenched on that thing. Cause it was literally a full rebuild, like, tires because i blew them out and fixed them with electrical tape yeah um you know down to the motor and we did that whole bike in a day oh and wow. yeah no, we had all kinds- did you you just did top end i'm guessing on that za because i've never at, at touched point, it yes okay because i've never touched a za and i'm not mm-hmm. afraid to tear apart any motor like i'm really not i'm not saying i'll do it right but like i hear they're very not complicated because nothing's complicated they're just very involved we'll say so it's typical German Austrian, you know, precision where, you know, their bearing tolerances and stuff make a difference and mm-hmm. measuring the end plate float and making sure that you like your bearings are correct on the inside because they're like a weird two piece bearing. 
mm-hmm. and they got, and the cups have to be seated just right in there. And the one thing that I've always found out with the ZAs is when you rebuild them, it's easier to get a new Conrod pressed in than trying to go back through and reset all that stuff. Like, okay. you know, but you still got to make sure your bearings are seated correctly and stuff on the rebuild. But then, dude, I know, I know guys that have literally just slapped a ZA together and gotten extremely lucky. And then I know other people that have slapped them together and it's been a complete disaster. It's mopeds, man. Like you, sometimes you just take the most, I've had motors where like, I literally slapped them together and this is just Honda stuff, but like slapped them together in a day, didn't do any rim checking, didn't do any real prep for my gaskets ran forever. And then I had somewhere like I did everything correct. And literally on a break and ride, I fucking seized it. I mean, yeah, it's, it it's mopeds. It's mopeds, dude. It's all, it's, it's what makes part of the game so good is that literally it can go either way. <laughs> and the, the troubleshooting part, I think is like the best thing. Like what in the hell is actually going on here? Love the you fight, know? dude. I mean, that's, that's, that's that old, I, as everybody knows, I was, I was a wrestler in my day, youth wrestling coach, blah, blah, blah. But like, I love the struggle and I love the fight. Like that's, oh, if yeah. a moped's running right, I, it's weird to me. But I feel like the more you struggle, the more you learn. And the more you can pass on to other people, which is like the whole thing behind it, because like you can't be the one sitting there holding all the knowledge if you're not willing to share. Exactly. And that's, what's really rad about like a lot of some of the old guard doing more uh, tutorials and stuff like that on YouTube. Uh, I just posted mazes CDI stuff on second chance moped podcast pay Facebook group. Like, dude, it's amazing. I just asked him. And I'm very lucky to know me. He's like, I'm like, how do you do this? He just, he texted me like, it was three sentences of instructions. And that's all it was. I'm like, oh, it's that easy. He goes, yeah, it's that fucking easy. Don't overthink it. And yeah, watch the video. But um, back to you, back to the ZA, rebuilding it, Tommy. And yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so Tommy and Jordan were over here for the day. We were rebuilding that motor. And it's like, we didn't just rebuild it. We actually like, took time and ported the cylinder, raised the exhaust and stuff. And mm-hmm. I learned a lot just doing that the first time. And, you know, we slapped it together finally. And by the time it finally got to run, it was like almost 3 a.m. So we've been, <laughs> we've been wrenching on this thing from like, you know, noon till 3 a.m. Just going because we yeah. were determined to get it going. And we got it going. We all rode it around the neighborhood a little bit and we were all excited. It's 3 a.m. But yeah. at that time, my neighborhood was still a little bit more hood than it is now. Okay. So like nobody cared. So we were just out there 3am drinking beers, ripping around a neighborhood on his bike. And I literally, when it was time for them to take off, they hopped in their bikes and I followed them to to the city, turn around Mm -hmm. and rode home. And dude, I was just so stoked at how freaking fast it was and how good it was. And it just like, I don't know, that moment really changed what I thought about mopeds. So as I always say to people, it wasn't necessarily, was it the smile ride or was it like, cause for me, I had my smile ride, but then like, I'd say like the, the, the hooks, the addiction really sunk in at a different time for me. Was this the smile ride or was this the addiction sticking in? I think it was both, man. Okay. That was the, that was the weird thing because like, I never really rode a fast bike like that day. I don't even think I rode Tommy's chow around because Tommy's chow was like known as like the boss chow of the South. Mm-hmm. And the thing was a beast, but like, I don't even think I rode his bike before 
I wrote that one when it was kitted. So like that was like all in one. It was like, oh, this oh, okay. is the turning point. Now your life is ruined. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna start collecting piles of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really awesome, dude. That like you didn't have that fast ripper ride until it was your bike. That's that's awesome. Yeah, like and that, that's kind of what you know. That was the thing is like you know I I saw the other guys' bikes. I saw how fast theirs were and stuff. It's like, oh damn, that's cool. I want mine to be fast too. Mm-hmm. So like, it was it was it was all encompassing to do that, and then that just really changed everything. And that's when I really started hanging out with those guys and riding mopeds more, and the bikes, motorcycles just started collecting more and more dust. Yeah. yeah. So like, what's the scene in Charlotte at this point? Um, what clubs, if anything, are around? Um, yeah, I like I that's 90% of the reason why I do this podcast so I can learn more about each city and each culture. Like, I don't know shit about the Charlotte culture for mopeds. Like, what was it like at this point? Was there a club in town or anything? At this point, it was kind of a transition point. There was a club in town and that was the slow goers and they were here. I don't know, about a year and a half before I started riding, maybe a year. And at that time, you know, they already had people that were like members and already moved out of town and stuff because like Charlotte was such a transition area, but it was right at the time when that club was getting ready to disband. It was just kind of a breaking point for them and they kind of disbanded. And, you know, at that time I was riding with all of them and, you know, I was like, damn, like, what do I got to do to be a slow goer? And they were kind of like, dude, just chill. We're about to break off and do something better. And that's kind of the way it went. Yeah. And, and nobody, you saw my reaction. Yeah. <laughs> nobody in podcast land, like, I find that funny. Like that, you know, dude, that people grow, people change, you know, just it's a relationship like anything else, but like, yeah. But that was the way I look at that. That was really the building for our club now, mm-hmm. because, you know, at that time, there was a lot of like a lot of heavy personalities and there was like one real toxic dude in the city who like, you know, just was not the best person when it came down to it and really ended up screwing over his friends as time went on. And that kind of people, it just, it just sucked. So in a way, the people in the club that wanted to keep doing what we're doing and everything decided to, Hey, let's, let's just go a different direction. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I waited and ended up being, an original member for the queen city barons right on right on so talk about you you did trend you talked about the transition a little bit but like i always find that fascinating like how did how did you guys decide to a become a club b like the name like how did the formation like did you guys just sit around drinking beers one night like dude we should make our own thing like how did that happen well the motion was already in place when i started hanging out with them Mm -hmm. and it was kind of weird because like at that, it's like literally the night that I built my bike there next weekend, there was a rally in Charlotte. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that was the slow goers rally that everybody talks about when they talk about like old rallies in Charlotte, because there was people out of the woodwork, but I'm pretty much an open book. So I don't leave anything off the table. I did not go to that rally because that week I was riding with those guys and stuff. And I, I met the other person in the club at the time who was trying to be the president of that club. And he was pretty much a dick. He was like, Oh, he was like, I'll let you come to the rally. If you come to my house and dig a fire pit. 
And I was uh, like, yeah. uh, I just met you, dude. Like, no, nah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to chill. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not that's, exactly inviting. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's one thing I can honestly say that didn't. That wasn't my experience when I ran into a rally in my town. Like everybody was super welcoming and inviting. That's uh, and like, it, and, and it was in hindsight. I'm really kind of bummed I didn't go, but it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And I just like, you know what? Let me just feel out what's really going on in the city and kind of find out like what this is all about a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And you know, from there, I continued to ride with the core guys that, you know, founded our club, which was Tommy, Jordan, uh, Pete, Josh, and John. And, you know, they were kind of the ones that were like, you know, let's continue to do this thing because, you know, just like now it's like, you know, being in a moped club for a lot of people, it's different things. It's like, you can either use the baseball analogy where it's like, I'll go to the batting cages and I really love going to the hitting balls and going to batting cages, but I might want to do this on a team. Mm-hmm. So we're all doing mopeds and it's like our city's small and we're all doing it together. And it was just kind of a decision that like from the point that they were leaving, they already wanted to start a new club to continue doing what we're doing and growing the scene in our city. So the wheels, the wheels were already in motion. I kind of just hopped on the bandwagon at that time. Okay. Right on, right on. Um, so you talk about like, the slow goers like maybe was it their last rally or was it one of the last that was that was that was the only rally they had okay um so so what was your first uh rally experience then if you mind me asking so so timeline wise because i know you like that that was that all happened in the uh spring okay okay this what was it 2000 spring of 2012 i think or 2011 I'm terrible with dates, but dude, as long you know, I just let it's me and my weird, like, I'm not super <laughs> anal about it, but just so like people know it, it wasn't like last July type of deal. Yeah, dude. No, I totally get it. And it makes sense. So a big picture, it will make more sense. But, you know, so at that time in the spring, we're, you know, we've started around, you know, June because the rally was May. It was Cinco de Slogo. So Cinco de Mayo. So, yeah. you know, June's coming around and we're starting to get more organized as a group and stuff and try to decide like what we want to do. We're starting to meet and, you know, typical meeting of clubs when they start is at the bar. So of course, we would meet, yeah. we would meet like once, I don't know, every couple of weeks, we didn't have like set times or anything. Then it was like, okay, we're going to get together and talk about club stuff, you know? So sitting around the bar, we, you know, spitballed a bunch of names and then, you know, Queen city Barons. All right. Barons, why not? This city's kind of like deals with random nonsense of royalty and what's better than being a dirt king. So (laughs) that's kind of how that's kind of how we rolled with that. And from there, like the summer, we just continue to do stuff. Um, So at that point, the next rally that was in the area was uh, White Line Riders. And believe it or not, that first rally that I went to was the same uh, first out of town rally that Biggie was at. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So same, same time frame. And it, you know, at that time is like the white line riders, like rally, like I had no idea what I was getting into, you know, I, like, I don't oh. think, I don't think anybody can really prepare you for your first, like out of town rally. I mean, no, there, there really is. I mean, there's really nothing like it because you know, I've been to like motorcycle events and stuff like that. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, it'll just be that like camping, 
random stuff, people doing stuff. Well, the motorcycle stuff is like your adventure is going there. Then you mm-hmm. drink beer and then you go home. Yeah. Well, going to a moped rally is not like that. Your your adventure is there. And who exactly. knows what the hell is going to happen to you. <laughs> so I get there and I wasn't expecting what I saw because like, you know, back then when you had a rally, there wasn't as many. So mm-hmm. like the crowds at these rallies were way bigger. Yeah. Like there was an easy 150 people there. And I was just like shocked. And, you know, just going there for the first time, it was like, man, all these clubs, seeing all these clubs and all these different groups from all over the place. Like, you know, God, I can't even remember like how many different clubs are there, but it was a ton. It wasn't just the Southeast. And I don't know, it was, it was really cool. And it, it put a lot of faith in me to realize that like, oh, there's a lot of other people in the moped community, just like me that kind of like to do things the way I do it. So it was really, it was really eye opening, and you know, people talk about that rally with the, um, the trailer just filled with bikes, <laughs> because it is September, like the first weekend of September. I want to say was always white line, and it's still hot in the Carolinas. Yeah. So like, well, and plus we you let- guys been riding all year, and like mm-hmm. stuff's starting to get fatigued. So like, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. So stuff is getting clapped out. And, you know, I've been pounding this bike that I just built this year, mm-hmm. not replacing the seals. Keep that in <laughs> mind. Um, just, you know, pounding this bike, no temp gauge, um, use of tuning, you know, four strokes. And I'm like, it's close. Never yeah. had a four stroke seize on me. So like Friday night's awesome. You know, typical city, city blast. And we're going through the cities. I love Wilmington. It's a great city. And just being to ride moped there was just like, man, this is so much better. I'm seeing all kinds of shit. And we're just Friday night rides. Awesome. Because after the ride, we start hopping around riding with different people, going to the different houses. You know, at that time was the first time I like, I met the buzzards. It was like, damn, these guys are fucking cool. But they already knew like the other guys that were in my club at that time. Mm -hmm. So, but that was the first time I met them and Friday night, everything's great. Can't wait for freaking Saturday. So stoked. Then Saturday comes, ride starts, blasting on the ride. I literally get the farthest point of the ride out of the city on the way to the beach. Yeah. yeah. Lock my bike up. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there I am on the side of the road. And apparently something about that area, I wasn't the only one. So the bikes just started stacking up and there was like <laughs> four of us there. And Oh God, who was it? We're sitting there. We're working on somebody's, somebody's, it was a Tomos having electrical issues. Who would have guessed? Yeah, it was, it was, it was one of the Baltards, I think, or one of their friends and sitting there wrenching on it. And all of a sudden in the distance at the top of the hill, cause we were at the bottom, of course, going down mm-hmm. a hill, who would have figured soft yeah. season on going down a hill. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're sitting there and all of a sudden this dude comes pedaling a motor became seven down the hill and he gets to us and i think it was blake swoop maybe and he's Mm -hmm. down there and he's out of breath he's like man he's like we're almost at the beach right i was like dude (laughs) we're on the farthest point away because i'm sitting there looking at the little the little paper map they had because i didn't have maps on my phone at that time no but that's rad they printed them out for you like no i i'm really gonna be interested it's really gonna be interesting um this coming year because i believe 
again, we're not going to be, we don't do politics on this podcast, but I believe with the administration that is now in the white house, we have a plan about how to do the vaccination. And I believe things are going to roll out and, I be, I'm a positive person, people. I think rallies are going to, well, there's already one rally announced and that's the two smokes guys out in uh, Utah. And I think it's Idaho, ain't it? Idaho. There we go. I'm sorry, Jack. Jack's a really yeah. super nice guy. Um, I tell you what, if I can get vaccinated, I'm going to be out there, but you know, yeah. yeah. But anyways, I, I, back to you. I, and I feel like with that happening, we do have a good chance here for some at least late season rallies and like a decent thing. So. I, I'm interested in the next 60 days because now I'm seeing like you can get pharmacies are going to be getting it like um, next 60 days is going to be it's going to show us what our summer is going to be like, I believe. But, you know, yeah, they sent out the the video to the teacher saying, don't worry, it's safe to get the shot. I'm like, hell yeah, get, get I'm going to push people out of the way to go get the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I had so. the conversation with my mom and like it's weird because I, I told her like my family's back and forth. I have a very smart sister, too smart for her own good type of deal. But like I go, I'm getting it. And I go, because, and I was having this conversation with my mom. It was right around Christmas. I like, mom, I have to go enjoy life because I don't think I'll live past 45 with my dumb luck. And she goes, Jim, you're going to outlive all of us. So you go get it. You go enjoy life. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, that's what it's all about. So I, I high hopes for it, man. Mm -hmm. So, circling back to my nonsense that i'm rambling on about no dude i'm interrupting you now and my whole thing was about my whole thing is like i'm interested interested to see what clubs are gonna like have an app with a map on it like that's i I feel like that 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 could be next because we've done uh what is that map my ride so we've gone out and rode the rally route Mm -hmm. and you know put the gps on do 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 here's the route and i've sent that route out for some of our rides and you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but now it's starting to get like the technology's better to yep. what where it is like this last rally we had i threw one of those tiles in my pocket because okay. i thought oh it is going to pinpoint my gps and it's going to uh, tell everybody where i'm at no it did not it did not work as good because people were trying to find the ride and they're like oh man, we, we fell off. We saw your tile. It was active. And then it was active like four miles later. So we had no idea how we we're going. Yeah, yeah. It was a good thought. Well, it, it's just a matter of time, but when the technology really gets simple for people like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need, I need a simple technology in my life, man. Less complications, the better. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that that was cool that people like would do that with like, you know, the little maps of where we're going yep. and I, continue like to our, like our first rally here, I did the same thing. Like, you know, whoever was watching the rally spot at the beginning, I think it was, I think Tommy stayed back and he had a stack of maps where we were going for the night. And as people were showing up through the night, he was just handing out little maps because we had the address on there and everything. And people were able to come find where the heck the group was. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-group um, me. Yeah. That's <laughs> that. And then half the time you wonder if they're fucking with you on group me. Um, yeah. That, and we got to circle back to group me uh, it, it, later on. But so you went to your, you went to the white line rider rally. Yeah. I'm stuck in the middle of experience. nowhere with a, with a handful of people. And, you know, we, we got that, we got that one bike going that Tomos and they're like, all right, 
we'll see you later. They took <laughs> yeah. off. And so we're just sitting there with, you know, swooped us out of breath, pedaling his bike for God knows how far because he thought he was almost to the beach. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us sitting there broke down on the side of the road. But then, you know, we waited and waited. And it was nice because I got to meet people. I can't remember who the heck they were at this time now. Maybe I'll yeah. run into him again. But, you know, then the sad van showed up. So first rally, sad van. Yeah. We stacking bikes inside of there and they were stacked. I mean, my bike was roached, so I really didn't care what happened to it. But there were some really nice bikes on there that had stuff piled on top. But yeah. it was really cool because that's like in the sad van. I got to meet uh, Otto from the Dirty Peacocks at that time. And he was a real cool dude. I spent the day with him helping them you know, load the van. And I can't remember what white line rider was driving the van, but you know, we stacked it all up. I got to the beach, I got out of the van and then all the boys in my club ragged on me. They're like, ah, you blew it. (laughs) So it it was just, that rally was just, I don't know. It was so much before so many things and just being that it was such a big rally. I don't know if that, like, if I'll ever have that big of an experience again at a rally. Well, it was your first. I mean, that's exactly that's, it was the first. It was your first experience. Um, you know, I've I've had kind of both kind of both ways in my um experience or whatever. But so you you shanked your you shanked your motor, you had a fun time anyways, and that proves that like riding mopeds at rallies is rad, but the struggle bus is also pretty rad too. Like I oh, just damn thought, right it is. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to hear the funny thing that is the only time that I've ever been on a struggle bus. Let me find some wood. Yeah. I better start knocking on some shit. Dude, because, because it can happen anytime. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're riding, you know, two cycles and twisting them three times their original capacity. So, so dude. And that's the thing is like my goal when I go to a rally is absolutely not to get on that thing. Or if one of the other guys in my club is having an issue, we are not trying to get them on there. We're going to fix our shit and keep going. Mm-hmm. And I had one freaking epic fix your shit and keep going in. Um, what was it? Savannah at the swoops rally. Okay. They did a long death March through the salt marshes out to Tybee Island. Okay. And Oh man, I, I, I was all excited. I had my Magnum X at that time, had a Pliny kit on there and I was ripping. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, dude, I'm fucking, yeah. I'm fucking badass. Like, just, <laughs> you know, whatever. And I remember uh, Jamie Buzzard, rest in peace, my dude, uh, was there. And he's like, oh, you think your shit's fast? And I'm like, yeah. And I remember flying past the pack, come to this giant bridge. Yeah. Apparently, it's not good to fly over a giant bridge. No. One, one of the dudes from San Francisco who was there was like, dude, you don't ever fly over the bridge like that because the pressure changes and you'll probably seize your bike and i was like you know well i did so i was coming down the hill as fast as i could i was flying and then all the hurting dink damn thing locked up Mm. so pulled the bike off to the side of the road and i have like my bag god only knows what's in there all kinds of shit and i pulled the kit off i had a piece of sandpaper in there i had an extra ring so I'm sitting there under a palm tree, sanding, <laughs> just sanding, 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 sanding. You know, the ride is way gone. Yeah. And one of the guys in the swoops came by and was like, dude, are you all right? Do you need, uh, do you need, uh, um, 
the uh, chase. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'll, I'll be ready to go in about five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So five hours sanded, later, sanded but... it up. No, dude, I was probably on the side of the road for a half hour. Okay. I blew it out. <laughs> yep. You know, just blew the cylinder out of my mouth, slapped it back together, and it fired right up. Rock and at roll, that dude. time, at that time, Pat Norris was having issues with one of his bikes, and he caught up to me. And he's like, he's like, you you running now? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, all right. He's like, we'll uh, he's like, we'll go together to the beach. So I'm riding with him. Mm-hmm. We're just riding the two of us. And it was his bike at the time. It was Swamp Thing, which is like a famous uh, bike of his. And I've heard, I think I've heard that build that, before. Yeah, that bike was always a ripper that he had. And he was having timing issues. It kept slipping timing. Mm-hmm. So he, w- he would stop, mess with the timing, tighten the points up, and then we go again. Mm-hmm. Stop, mess with the timing, get going again. By that time, we're in the middle of nowhere in the salt marsh, like on a two-lane road, water on each side of us, and the chase catches up to us. Okay. And I think, it w- I think it was Andy Swoop got out and was like, he's like, uh, he's like, you guys done or what? Pat's like, yeah. Cause Pat was as always real chilly. He's like, yeah, he's like, I think I'm done. And so they threw it in the truck and they're like, okay, let's load yours next. I'm like, no, my bike's still running. I'm going to ride to the beach. Yeah. So I rode to the beach and made it all the way there. And then I got attacked by fire ants at the beach. Oh shit. And that's where I found out that I was allergic to fire ants. You know what? I think I've heard this from possibly tommy or charlie buzzard like were they yes. at the, yeah oh my god yes <laughs> yeah so i'm at the beach and i'm we're hanging out at this like gazebo and everybody's just hanging out there and i was like damn it it's like keep itching yeah. and then i was like man you know what i said i'm gonna go get an ice cream sandwich from down the street at the store yeah i rode to the store and my face is swelling up oh shit and i, and I was like what the fuck and i so immediately I thought there was something with that ice cream sandwich that I just ate. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, exactly. Food allergies are way more common. So I'm like freaking out. I'm over there on the side of the road on Tyvee Island where all the bars are at. So <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going to make myself throw up. So yeah. I'm leaning against the palm tree and I'm like trying to throw this sandwich up. And all these people are like, yeah, throw up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Have no, another no, no, no. man. Yeah. Bullshit. So yeah. totally not drunk. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I need to find a pharmacy. There was a pharmacy a couple doors down. I bought a box of Benadryl and I swear I ate like 12 Benadryl tablets <laughs> and stopped the swelling. But dude, it was, it was nuts. My face was all swollen up. I had bites all over my legs. And it dude, was, way to it adult was, the shit out of that. Cause I would have never thought of Benadryl or anything like that. Like, yeah. Like I was freaking out. Yeah. Because well, I'm allergic to bees too. Oh, okay. So you've kind of been down this road, maybe, is what you're saying? Yeah, I had it in my back pocket. And so, you know, like my phone's blowing up. Calvin Buzzard was calling me because, you know, Calvin's allergic. I think, what is he? I think he's allergic to shellfish. So, like, he knows, like, the the fucking fear of that. And so he was, like, calling to check. I'm like, dude, are you okay? You okay? Like, yeah. All right. I'm all right. I'm coming back. And that fixed it. But that was pretty freaking gnarly. (laughs) Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No bueno. Exactly. So back, back, back to that, like after the first rally, all, you know, white line and stuff like that, that's when our club really started building here in Mm -hmm. Charlotte. 
And, you know, we started doing like showing up at the random bike nights here in Charlotte at the, like the, the bars and stuff with like all motorcycles. Yeah. And we would show up back then, like, cause they're usually Friday nights. We go to like to McCoy's and we get like a group of 10 people roll mm-hmm. up to McCoy's with a bunch of two strokes. And like, we got way more attention than all like the baggers that were coming through there and all these people coming up and like talking to us and stuff. And it was, that was really when we started getting out there and people in the city were starting to see us. Awesome, dude. Yeah. And like, God, that time was just like, it was, it was such an awesome time. And there was a lot of growth because we had a lot of people coming to the city. And then that's when we started really growing as a club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, throughout that time is it was it was a kind of a hard time too because we were big growing and growing and growing and right around i want to say it was see i'm terrible to even remember 2014 or 15 we lost our uh president at that okay. time he passed away oh i'm and sorry to hear that my guy yeah it was it was a rough one but like with losing john it was like we thought you know like that this is really a time we got to bond together and help each other out. And the buzzers were so awesome throughout that whole time too, because like the day, like the day that uh, John passed, like he always wanted to build this Pinto that he had and he was, you know, collecting parts, getting his Pinto together. And it was a bike that he was going to blast Calvin on. He's like, Oh, I'm going <laughs> to blast your ass. And I think Calvin, and you know, he was collecting parts and, and he was working on it and, you know, the day he passed, the buzzers came up and we built his bike in a day. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a real good cleansing experience that we all needed at that time. Mm-hmm. And from, from that point, we really, you know, started to bond together as a group and continuing to grow as we did, you know, here in Charlotte. And, you know, I'm glad that he was still around to like be at our first rally and that we had and you know the weekend that he passed we did like he, he he did a ride the night before he passed and like it was it was it it was an interesting time mm-hmm. but going back to our first rally as a club and i think at that time we might have only had maybe eight members at that time i can't yeah. remember that that part is all gray But, you know, after seeing what all the clubs did and stuff and, you know, Charlotte was such a hard area to find a spot because a lot of the stuff that the cities are feeling now with like the growth and that kind of stuff. That's where we were about, you know, eight, 10 years ago. And like all the industrial stuff was getting bought up and it was like next to impossible to find a spot. So, well, the one dude in our club, Theron, who is, he lives in Florida now. He's the, he's a member that's down in Florida. And he knew a guy who had a spot that was literally a, not a junkyard because all these cars could run and they were all like (laughs) one part away from running really nice stuff. Like he had a fleet of Airstreams there and like just tons of VW buses and all kinds of crap. And Theron convinced him. (laughs) <laughs> to let us uh, have a rally at his spot, which was yeah. super awesome because we had Jack at that time. We were trying for probably a year to find a spot. Like John and I were literally going door knocking. Like yeah. we were going to places like looking for numbers, calling stuff. And, you know, so we got this spot 
and it's like perfect. And at that time, like, you know, people were coming from all over the place and the biggest group of people that we had show up was freaking Richmond at that time. It sounds and, all right. Those guys roll uh, deep. They've been rolling deep for years. I'm, I'm starting to come to understand all on the East coast. Like we'll see if they make the Midwest this year or in the next year or so, but like, yeah, you know, that's, you know, they came down so deep and I feel bad. And like, you know, we try to use John, like we asked John again, if we can use it. Cause it, the, his name was John Harper. Mm-hmm. And um, we're like, yeah, you know, can we use your spot again? And he's like, I, I don't know about that because uh, <laughs> I just remember like it was, it just ended up being such a train wreck as it went on because Noah had this Magnum X with a, a Gila on it. And he was just ripping it around the parking lot. And I don't know if it was him or Thomas, wrecked it and the thing just went sliding across the parking lot and sparks were everywhere and <laughs> he was like oh dude he's like uh maybe they should put that away and i'm like yeah and then shortly after that somebody threw a couch on the fire yeah no, yeah <laughs> and you know dingus from our club ended up sleeping in john's airstream that he was trying to sleep in that night he mm-hmm. went in there and walked into dingus sleeping in his bed <laughs> so after that we uh it was hard to find spots here in Charlotte. It's a ma- imagine that Mopeters reckon um, reckon their spot for the next year. I've n- I can never imagine that. <laughs> yeah, so it's always been it's just it, it's always a struggle to find a rally spot. Like you know, it seems always seems like Midwest always has more options. It just seems like it's more spread out. Yeah, and you still have some industrial area. Well, it's kind of weird because like, and I can't say for like Minneapolis, but like. I don't know. I've always been, I'm not, it sounds weird, but like, I've always been a connected person. Like somehow I know somebody who knows somebody like, yeah. And that's, that's, I'm kind of one of those people like, or if I don't like, give me time and I'll find something like I, right before Rona crashed down, granted, I'm not prospect. I have nothing to do. I'm friends with, but like, I found us like the casserolers didn't have a spot. I found a spot for him in uptown Minneapolis gated, freaking fenced in old boat bicycle co-op yeah like and i'm just like i reach out to him i'm like hey i heard you guys were looking for a spot just you know i'll give you the number if you want it and then literally the next day the world shut down so whatever oh yeah that (laughs) it's it's crazy how that works man i don't know like i feel like the midwest like the chain of people who know people who know people that's probably the biggest thing i miss from not living up there anymore Mm -hmm. is that just like your, your connections with people is like, you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody it's either like family connections or like friends of a friend. And, you know, that's the hardest part about moving to a new city is the loss of those connections. Yeah. No, I, and I I hear you like it's, but also, you know, just like yourself, you know, you, you move, you get out, you start meeting people it it comes and it goes like anything else especially when you have gentrification like oh yeah 10 years ago it'd be totally different like i could still find tons of spots like i kind of got lucky with the one i just told you because i knew somebody who knew somebody type of deal but other than that yeah i could never do that again probably um (laughs) let me get my yeah but man and that's the thing is like you know i'm a terrible midwesterner i've been doing this now for i don't know 12 years maybe I hate to say how many Midwest rallies I've been at. I've only been at two. 
Oh shit! Son. Yeah, because and like you're, but you're part like well, Rust Belt, and that's a totally different version of the Midwest versus like Minnesota, yeah. Nebraska, South Dakota, like even so, <coughs> Kansas so, so, City, like exactly. So like visual, like visually, like I grew up in Northwest Indiana, like mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe fifteen miles or so south of Gary in Sherville, Indiana. Yeah. Lived like a half hour out of downtown Chicago. So like, you know, stomping grounds were always around there and getting in a moped. It's like, I need to go back to a rally in Chicago. I need to go back to a rally in Chicago. So try to go back for um, petty cash retirement. It, 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 Tommy and I were going to go and shit just fell apart at the last minute and I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. So the n- next rally that was going to go on was uh, hot and ready's and Tommy, Ryan, and I, we were going to go, we were going to go. And then I had shit come up and I had to stay home and they went and it was awesome, obviously, <laughs> but, but I, the only two Midwest rallies that I was able to go to was um, last year or two, God, it's two years now with this whole yeah, year dude. disappearing was, um, uh, a motor city riot. I was trying to think of the name of that last Oh, life support. And it's okay. funny that they called it life support because I was stoked. I was talking to Alex and he's like, dude, we got like 75 people registered and it's usually always double. Like the rule of thumb for anybody who's never really thrown a rally is people don't register. They'll just show yeah. up if the weather's nice. And you know, it's usually double of what register. So I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, that's going to be a decent group of people because you always hear about the the size of people showing up in the Midwest, especially Michigan, because everything's so close in Chicago and Ohio yeah. right there. And I was stoked. So like, you know, did not look at what the weather forecast was going to be for the weekend. And, you know, Adolfo, Blake and I, we loaded up my truck and I'm just like you. I like to put the damn pedal to the metal. I don't stop. Yep. And I usually. And we're hate- boys. We don't need to stop to pee. We can bottle it, dude. I fucking yeah. do that shit all the- like until I'm not stopping until that gas gauge is on the, the lights turning on. Yeah. And that's like, that's how I am. So like, I, 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 I get the idea of everybody, you know, going in a big group places and it's fun, but my mentality of the way I act is I have trouble sometimes. I mean, like, you know, I want to go. So like, I like to drive, you know, there and how it is. And I told him, I said, look, I said, we're going to go. I said, we'll stop for food every once in a while, but we're going to drive straight through basically. Yep. Just stop the pee. If we got to go, maybe grab water, gas stops is where it's going to be. So yep. we're stoked. Don't look at the weather, get all the way up there. And the whole weekend's thunderstorms and dude it was it was nuts there was you know not as many people that were going to be there but it was a freaking blast because i love michigan my family still got like a like a small cabin up there so like dude i I love it like riding through detroit is freaking awesome and don't rub it it in dude like don't rub it in like i (laughs) don't get me going but yeah but like, so it, it, like I said, it rained, but like it rained Friday, but then it stopped just enough for us to ride to the bar and then do a, then like we got to the bar. It looked like it was going to rain again. Almost everybody scattered. And there was only like eight of us. So like 
Alex took us on like a hot boy ride back to the fucking spot. And like, we were just flying through downtown Detroit. And it was that for me was the best part of that rally was just ripping through the city at nighttime. I mean, there's nothing like flying through a city at nighttime with a group of people. Exactly, dude. Yeah. But then the next day ride was fun. Everything was great. I blew the clutch up in my, macho like i usually do at a rally <laughs> if i take it there and i limp that thing back and we're hanging out drinking beers afterwards and then all of a sudden the sky's black oh god and and i have my pop-up tent up on my truck and we have like the sides to it and stuff we're like underneath there <laughs> and then we slowly start collecting people because i have one of the only structures that's left standing as we looked <laughs> at now MCR knew it was going to rain. So they got tents. They had tents. We helped them set them up the day before and stuff. The wind was blowing these big tents over. Yeah. They're just and a fucking sail at this point. Sail. Yeah. yeah. And dude, it was, <laughs> it was nuts. And then we ended up having like all the guys from uh, Moped Brothers underneath the tent. Like everybody was holding on to like a side of it and things just like going nuts. Um, tents that people have set up around a parking lot, gone, like yeah. on the highway, gone. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like Alex from MCR is like putting in the chat. He's like, I need somebody to help me in my tent. He's like, the thing's going to blow away. He was sitting in there <laughs> and was like trying to get other people to come sit in his tent. So it like the storm didn't <laughs> toss it on the highway. I was worried it was going to throw him on the highway. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> And <laughs> so that's, that's one of my midrest rallies, which was, it was, I feel like almost like the crap shoots make the best like entertainment and like the longer war story that you can tell like Friday oh, yeah. night at a rally about that. Like it just, yeah. it's, it, it's the fun after the fact, like, and sometimes yeah. you just gotta, you gotta throw back and just laugh. Like, I mean, oh dude, it was, it was, it was freaking hilarious. We're like, holy crap, we're all the way here. And then that happened. But then Sunday was a real slap in the face because we knew it was going to rain again because there was mm-hmm. like three cold fronts coming through. Yeah. The third one was coming through on Sunday. Um, we started packing up the truck and then we looked in a distance. It was just a wall of water coming across the parking lot. We threw all of our shit in the truck as quick as we could. Like yeah, yeah. nothing folded, nothing, nothing, everything thrown in the truck. We drove to a gas station and then reloaded a truck and it gives we were soaked, man. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, it's like 7 a.m. We're driving back to Charlotte. We need yeah. to get some damn dry clothes on. Yeah. So, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I can't. I, I've been there with not necessarily with mopeds, but like, so when I was racing, like, I was very lucky. Um, had an enclosed trailer, but like, my friends, their first year, they start just brought their go kart in the back of their pickup truck. And my buddy's dad, Merlin, who people have talked about, like there's literally a tornado. We can see stuff touching down in Iowa. And this is like right by where the big bopper <laughs> and buddy Iowa. Holly, buddy Holly went down. Like, yeah, this is like five miles away. If that, and like Merlin's like, tie the go-karts down. Like my buddy, Nathan is like 13. He's like, dad, I tell you what, there's no fucking point. If a tornado's coming, it's taking your damn truck with the carts, but like it's going to take the truck, the carts, the trailer, everything. Yeah, no, yeah. Like I was just sitting there laughing the whole time, but <laughs> so uh, I'll give you a big E for effort for trying to get to a Midwest rally. Like that's, that's always the fear of anything. Like I, 
missed out on my friend Marie's little get together this summer because I saw rain and it was fucking perfect. That's always the fear with me and weather. Um, and it, it, it is. And that's always a fear of mine too. And it always seems like when it rains, it ends up being the best damn stories. Yeah. Because it also it goes back to that whole theory. As long as you're with people, you have some common bond. It's going to be fun. Like I bring back all the time, like Tampa, like I didn't know anybody there, but we all had the common bond of mopeds and like met so many people there, which was fucking rad. And I have to ask you, like, was it just the, I know there were some queen city barons there. Like who yeah. was all at the, like the Tampa rally? Like I was there. So like, I was that guy limping if any of your guys remember me or not. <laughs> so the the super bummer thing with that is like, you know, because my profession, I am a school teacher, like mm-hmm. Fridays are a pain to take off during yep. a school year, summertime, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. during the school year, it sucks. And I was like, damn it, man, I'm not going to get off work on a Friday and drive the Florida as bad as I want to. If I would know now, what I knew it was going to happen. You better damn well believe I would have drove Saturday morning and back Saturday night. But, yeah. you know, so since Theron was there, he really wanted all of us to come down. So like a decent group of people went down. I know uh, Ryan, Ashley, Matt, Blake. God, I don't know who else went. That might've been it. Cause it was just a real weird time in the spring because, you know, a lot of people were really busy then. And it's, I think only a handful of people were able to make it down. And well, Theron lives down there now mm-hmm. because he lives in Gulfport, which is right below Tampa. And, yeah. you know, they went down there and had a blast and I was super bummed that I couldn't go to it knowing that it was the only rally that was going to happen. And dude, it's one of those deals like for riding it was all right, but like, you know, it's a U-turn here, U-turn there, like yeah. up on, so I'm riding sidewalks half the time in town just because I was being an <laughs> asshole. Like, I didn't fucking care. Like, I'm in Tampa, whatever. <laughs> um, So I was going to ask you a few other questions that I'm just blanking out on. Um, What's the farthest you have ever gone for rally? Probably, probably seriously, just Michigan, because, okay. you know, everything else is, everything else around here is close. Yeah. And you know, the South, like most other areas, you tend to be region rats unless mm-hmm. there's like something big that you're going to leave for. Like the, like I said, I went to two Midwest rallies. The other one was the glorious MA 20 experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so, um, everybody, everybody. Yeah. I'll let you talk your so, experience with MA 20. And it, it wasn't bad. I mean, the idea was great. You know, they, they did a decent job of having a spot and stuff. It just wasn't, I just think it was more than what they were expecting and which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's totally cool. And I don't know if you heard, heard Biggie tell this story before or not, but on the Saturday ride, like, you know, all the Southern boys were all like at the front, just like rolling together, blasting. And we're like zooming. I think Sal took off. And so we all started taking off. And then next thing we're like, wait a second, who's leading this ride? (laughs) So we were in the front, we pulled off to the side of the road and then the the pack started to catch up and realize that there's a group on the side of the road. This other group went to the parking lot and we're all just kind of waiting. 
And, you know, I'm talking to Viggy and he's like, dude, don't you know this area? I was like, yeah. I was like, I know Kalamazoo pretty good because our cottage was in Coloma. So we'd go to Kalamazoo and we were going to this flea market that I've been to a thousand times with my family. And he's like, he's like, dude, let's take this over. (laughs) And I was like, you serious? He's like, ain't nobody else showing up. And I'm like, all right let's go. I yelled across the, I yelled across the, to the parking lot to the people. I was like, yo, let's go. And then, uh, I think it was Craig from the ghost riders at that time came up there and it was like all the Richmond Charlotte people, uh, you know, buzzards were up there with us. We're all just kind of mobbing out the front of this ride and it wasn't our rally and we were just going. And I remember like we were, we were going on the road and it's like our speeds just kept creeping. Because mm-hmm. everybody there was like, you know, trying to like blast because it was, yeah. you know, national rally. Everybody's trying to do whatever. So everybody's flexing. Yeah. Yeah. So hard. And the roads in Michigan are just completely flat and wide open because mm-hmm. we're in the middle of a glaciated area where it's flat as hell <laughs> and we're just rolling. And I remember looking over and I was like saying something to Craig and he was like, dude, we're pacing this ride at 45 oh and i was like i was like holy shit i was like it's not my rally he's like it's not mine either and i'm like let's keep going so we just kept going at a pace of like 45 miles an hour like people would fly up and then they would drop back and then people would fly up and we ended up taking over that ride because we made several gas stops along the way (laughs) to wait several i think we made three gas stops because it was a good bit of distance but we were also seeing if anybody was going to show up Mm -hmm. and every gas stop i was talking to craig i was like dude i was like are we going to keep leading this thing and he was like i guess so so we just kept leading it we led it all the way up there and finally got back and then we assumed that after we hung out at the flea market that somebody from the decons was going to lead the ride back and it was ghost riders barons richmond and buzzards were all leading the ride back. Oh, jesus christ yeah <laughs> that doesn't so, surprise me though like yeah that, that i think that was the biggest hang up with the people with that rally because i mean it was cool it made great stories nobody yeah. had a really bad time yeah so, well i think a few people had with the wrecking the crash and the whatnot with ryan well like yeah and that's something that like is not really a good thing to talk about about it because it's it was a huge bummer and that really put a dampener yeah but ryan's okay literally he just texted me he just got to me as on the podcast like he was me and him were talking like we're gonna maybe meet up out west this spring for during our deal but whatever um Ryan, I love yeah, you. Yeah. So it was such a bummer because I mean, that dude, like, you know, the Los Moranos did it right. Like with that guy, he made a public apology. He was out at a club. He he was just dealing with a lot of issues and obviously alcohol was involved. And mm-hmm. he didn't know that he was basically starting his bike on a racetrack because the two bikes that went past was, I can't remember the dude's name. Uh, with that crazy blue hobbit that was like custom built frame from oh, Michigan. Joe Schneidema, who was, yeah. he was actually on the podcast and Jake Kane, I think were pacing yes. that race. Those two were so, just blasting So Jake, hard. they were so far out 
And I, if you ever get a chance, check out Jake Kane's uh, YouTube video from that. No, has, I will. I, I I stay away from everything MA twenty because you can because I fear I will see the accident and I no, know you, won't. you can not that okay it's you not cannot, on Jake's you video. cannot unsee certain things in your life and like going through my that own did. accident <sighs> yeah dude no I'm that, glad that everything that, turned out and I'm glad people learned about like organized and racing's dangerous closed circuit only people yeah and you know we were all like into it at that point. Everybody's like, yeah, that'd be fun. Yep. Like it sounded like a great idea. Didn't it? Yeah, it always does. Yeah. It, it didn't because you know, no, no, we, and it was all, it was all the rally goers that took it upon themselves to do it. So it's not anybody's fault, but no. it was just a, a wrong situation that probably should have never happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's just the, the sound from that, like that sound, of that impact just never will get out of my head. Yep. Yeah. Being ten like, foot away from it, no. Somebody no. posted that video, like I think this spring or whatever, and I remember just seeing Ugh. two bikes flying. I'm like, oh god, I know what this is, and I just shut yeah. off. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm no, an adult. I, I can. I I know when to say no. Like I don't. I don't recommend people seeing that. It's not worth it. But no. Jake's footage when he on Toby pulls out in front of that Hobbit is pretty spectacular to see him running that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both those guys, so, I, I love them both. Like Jake and I banter at each other all the time. Like we bust each other's chops so much. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I gonna say now? <clears throat> Before Rona shut the world down last year, what was your 2020 plans for mopeds? God, dude, the you know, so it was gonna be our off year because we we worked it out with the buzzards, you know, several years ago where they do a year, we do a year. They do a year, we do a year, like a lot of cities do, mm-hmm. mainly because like the Southeast, like, you know, Charlotte, like Atlanta is easier to get to, mm-hmm. but Charlotte and, you know, well, Columbia or something, when it was at Sumter, like that's just so far off the grid. Mm-hmm. And we were noticing this, the draw was getting less and less and less coming down this far away because there's more and more rallies, you know, the market's flooded. And um, the biggest thing with that was, that we were planning on, you know, having an off year, going to get to go places. We're going to hit up our typical areas, you know, looking forward to going to the national rally in Chicago, because, you know, there was big, there was big talk on MA about fastest maxi in the country. (laughs) I was ready, man. I'm still ready. As soon as it happens, I'm ready. (laughs) And I, I was looking so forward to that. And there was still hope for most of the summer, you know, like, Oh, it might get better. Yeah. Oh, it might get better. National yeah. rally might happen. And then, you know, slowly into captain's form, we're talking about, okay, we're going to wait till June. And then it just kept getting farther and farther out. And, you know, obviously like Maitland was talking about, like, you know, keeping the idea of doing the bakers and it was going to go. And then finally that got pulled yeah. too. So I don't know, man, it was, it was high hopes and, fizzled dreams but people have that taste in their mouth where they're ready to go and i feel like as soon as it happens again like we're gonna see like i don't know it's gonna be i have two opinions on this i feel like either we're gonna see big numbers at rallies which Mm -hmm. is probably gonna happen or there's gonna be such a flood of people doing rallies it's just gonna be really spread out yeah it's 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 gonna be weird i i'm i think you and i are on the same page 
when it comes to that because I, again, I have no inside information about anything. Um, but like, I think you're going to see huge rallies and then like 20 people show up to rallies. I think it's going to be really weird at first. Um, and I always tell people I have broken all the rules. Like I mask up, I go, but I, I mean, I've gone everywhere. I've traveled so much this past summer. I was respond. I tried to be as responsible as I could, but you know, I masked up and I, yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah. Um, uh, I would, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, I, I, it's I'm, just... I'm flashing back to the last travel <laughs> traveling experience I had and like how, how fucked up. They're not was. fun right now. No. And especially like I went to, I went, nah, I don't even want to talk about it. Like it was, <laughs> um, but I, I love Charlie and Becca. Like they gave me a great house oh, to yeah. stay in and I got to, <clears throat> I got to eat some great Southern food that weekend. Um, but let me ask you this um, right now, what is your 2021 plans? Just in mopeds in general, are you guys doing ride nights for the Queen City Barians? Oh, and I got it, I got to jab you a little bit because Charlie's go ahead. Boy. I was, um, I was when, when are you gonna that. make it down to Columbia? I mean, Charlie's, Charlie... I, I, it's my, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's our fault. Like, we don't go down and see him nearly as much as we should because, like, you know. Buzzards literally feel like part of our club when we're with them. Like, you know, they are our extended moped family and because they're so damn close. And like we do like we do like events here in Charlotte, like they'll just randomly show up. Yeah. Like we put like because we used to do like, you know, Friday night rides where we put it out there. We're going to do, you know, big, big ride, summer ride this Friday night. And we do that a few times in the summer. They come up and ride and go back home because it's only like an hour and a half away so oh, yeah that's nothing i feel like a dick definitely not going down to seeing him as much as we should well so, charlie shot the he the shots were fired he, his shots fired year. and he knows he knows that we're still on modified lockdown him and i were talking about that the other day here like we're not supposed to be leaving our houses after 10 o'clock here oh wow like yeah i don't leave my house anyways because i'm old and lame Tell me uh, too, so, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so uh, looking forward to this, like uh, this year, like we were saying before, is just it's just gonna be very unique to the situation. And uh, just a word for like new clubs out there that are trying to do stuff. This might not be the year to do your own thing if unless you really feel that you want to, like the Idaho thing, they're doing something nobody else is, so people are feel comfortable enough are going to that but like if you're a new club you might not get the turnout that you would expect because i feel like the market might be flooded Mm -hmm. like if you notice that maybe just chill and attend some other events this year or or, you know or heck throw a rally and you end up having a big one and everybody shows up at it's just going to come down to timing Mm -hmm. and that and that like back to timing and tampa um that's the reason why everybody, the people who showed yeah. up there was because it was February. Like, Absolutely. It's freezing. All, the, all of us Northerners were just, fuck this. We're going nuts. It's the snow. Yeah. And I'm so grateful I did show up because I did get to meet some of the Queen City Barians. I did get to meet yeah. the Buzzards. So I kind of knew the RVA crew, but like I stayed in contact with all of them. And it was all meant to be. And I think, I think we're all going to be able to get together on the 4th of July. 
I really do. Yeah. I think we're going to be able to, I think that everybody's going to, everybody's going to celebrate in Richmond, the end of the Baker's dozen. And I'm going to have to get a lot of disinfected soap because I'm going to be like my old punk rock days where I'm not showering oh, yeah. for a week or so. And be like, I was on the road with head charge again. It's going to be fucking nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. So we have, we do have, we have, um, Matt's a shower gonna, for me awesome we, we have a shower too if you <laughs> okay. need a shower you got, you got indoor plumbing yeah hose, no, hose, hose is preferable <laughs> pond so, maybe i don't know you've got a pool a pond maybe the pond's better for you <laughs> yes. yeah so uh we we have i think matt's doing bakers planning on doing bakers tommy's doing bakers and ryan was gonna do it too i think mm-hmm. like matt already has his bike done i'm just started like I just started, but Matt, I don't know. I'm going to throw this out into public. Got to, got to love the Matt flex on this one. So he has one of the few buy bikes in the country. Yeah. And he's got panner tanks on it and everything. And it's kitted and it's scary fast. <laughs> I just want to finish. Like that's my that's main what, goal. That's what he wants to. He's, he was saying, you know, he's like, I got all this. He's like, people are going to give me shit. What do we care? And he's like, I just want to do it for the experience. It ain't yeah. about winning. Yeah. Like, so. st- like st- I kind of copied Stefan Buzzard's build and him and I have been talking back and forth and like, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky enough. Like I said, Tampa paid out again for me because, because of that, I met Charlie and I met Becca and like Charlie offered me to be, to do chase. And like Tommy and I were talking, Tommy Buzzard and I were talking last yeah. n- the other night, like, and I, I feel like an asshole because I feel like I'm name dropping to everybody, but this is also just like, I feel like this is kind of more of a conversation. I know those people too, this. so I... Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's the thing. It's like hard when you're kind of in an area, but it's cool that you've gotten to experience all these people from all over to different place. So like yeah. you you know... Well, dude, I come from a name. family of used car salesmen as well. So like, I'm not afraid to get out and hustle and shake. And I love... That was one, like my dad died when I was 12 and like he taught me one valuable lesson. He's like, always shake your hand to the stranger. Cause you never know what you're going to learn from that person. So like, I love to go places and meet new people. And like, life is so fucking rad. And like, I tell people all the time, like with my accent, moped accent, I had like, you rub shoulders with death and you realize anything you want to do, you got to do it now. Cause you don't know when your number's called. Like it's that's like, it yeah dude so like i i want to do this shit and i get it we gotta be safe we gotta be careful especially with rona you know there's a plan they're rolling it out thank goodness we got a plan at least now Um, yeah so circling back to what you're saying about like us doing rides and like charlotte and stuff it's like we've kind of been in a a lull with that just because of the way everything was going like Mm -hmm. you know charlie came up and bought a micro car off of matt and we did a ride that day mm-hmm. and, you know, like we rode around that day and I think it was, you know, just a, like, it, this was all here, like in the late fall, we were kind of just chilling and I've been so busy with work. It's been freaking ridiculous. So like, I, it's been like the last thing on my mind, but like, you know, guys are still building bikes. People are still riding, but it's, it's not as like the group thing as it's been because we're just spread out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and everybody's really itching right now. Cause just, you see how, and like, this is how you can tell people want to get together because people are snippy. 
Like everybody's oh, going nuts being home. And like hey, you say the wrong thing, the wrong person, and I'm raising my hand. I'm guilty of that. Like they'll just fucking just bark back at bleh, they'll bark at you. And like, dude, I love I love to give people shit though as well. So like there's a combination of that. So Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you gotta you gotta go out when you go into public now and just give people a longer leash than you normally would because you know everybody's just so tense right now and it's just it's it's not worth worrying about people that are upset because they probably don't mean it yeah yeah and that's that's the way it comes down to but um oh i was crap i lost my train of thought i was going to circle back to something that you said but i can't remember we're so, talking buzzards we're talking micro car i did ride in that micro coat those things are fucking oh my god there's something was great i would I wouldn't keep it and ride it like the way Charlie does because the way Charlie does everything is wide the fuck open. Um, and that thing I, is I, you used a great word to describe that. I would use um, other words. Um, <laughs> death trap. Death trap's a good describing word. Like, yeah, dude. Ah, um, that yeah. They're no. They're cool for my friends to have. That's what I'll say. Oh, I agree. Where are you going to put one of those damn things? <laughs> they take. I up- think. Th- you gotta have a shop like Charlie. They take up so much damn real estate too. That and trikes, man. Mm-hmm. Trikes are fun. Like you know, we usually do the, the um, St. Patrick's Day parade here in Charlotte, and the last one that we did because obviously it didn't happen this year. Um, yeah. I rode a trike in, and it was awesome. <laughs> you know, going on two wheels and just going and riding it around and shit. It was a lot of fun. That's about as much fun as I want to have on a trike. Yeah, it's 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 10 minutes it's like riding a stock bike at this point like they're cool for 10 minutes and then you just get annoyed yeah i'd rather stack three bikes in the place of that one because <laughs> <laughs> it takes up that much real estate yeah it does and i just remembered i've got to. yeah i'm i'm going to pick up two more bikes in a couple weeks and i gotta figure out if i'm gonna bring some into the basement or not um Ooh, that's where it starts then they're all over the basement well i hey i am very proud of myself grant i always tell people i'm only a couple years in the scene i have put a bike in the basement but i've also pulled that same bike out and sold it within a year because like wow. i think that i'm that's, that's self-control man well i went through a like i'll go through runs of i have to get rid of shit because like if i haven't touched a something in a year or two I'll, I'll get rid of it because it's never gonna get touched then so dude i have a problem that you don't have as <laughs> soon as i get a bike and i make it mine i don't want it to leave and I, it's such a problem because you remember that porta potty bike yep it still runs and at our <laughs> last rally i rode it on the friday night ride dude that's rad that's okay yeah, but i can't i don't let them like i don't let them go unless I buy a bike for the intended purpose of, oh, I got this bike for cheap. I'll fix it up and sell it to somebody. And that's where I'm kind of at with a lot of bikes because I've got like my daily rider that's pretty much all back together now. And then I've got my uh, Phoenix bike, I call it, which is I some test parts and stuff like that on there. And I've got my Baker's Dozen bike. But I've also got – I'm just buying these bikes because they're cheap and I want to get them back out in the wild. But with that – Blinking, I just saw going on on your phone. I think we're kind of getting it at the time. Uh, we're good? Okay. I just said this, people, because they're having some weather in Charlotte, and Eric has to be on his phone, and blah, blah, blah. We had a little hiccup at the beginning of the podcast. Um, 
but yeah so eric had some weather and we had some beginning issues but we're all good now but we're not going to be able yeah, to do but super here's long a, here's form. the thing though here's the thing when you think that you work with technology all day long and i have a pile of technology sitting here that it should not be a problem but that's when it fails you <laughs> exactly i mean um <laughs> i want to give so, you i want to give you some shit about living in the south but i won't i'll back off today um dude i'm we jealous got, i'm jealous dude, and i don't i don't care our days are so much warmer here in the winter time wait a second days don't you have a nickname yeah i i don't know if it's gonna stick or not like i i hope it does people can call me days I like dude it. I, dude it's a solid name like it's a like i always for so some why? reason have you, is, told, have you told anybody why uh is I think I, I don't know if I did on my podcast. So Biggie Jason over a Moped Monday podcast, I was a host at one of the nights at Chad Burke's building gather and zoom. You can put on any background you want. And like all the Legion guys and turbo turbo was like doing backgrounds. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to put on days of thunder. And like, everybody fucking laughed their asses off like you're saying confederate flags i'm like oh god and then i had to tell everybody don't worry my ex-wife was black i'm not racist don't leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) so it's funny the reason why i bring that up is because i biggie was telling me about it and i was like you know damn city chevrolet Mm -hmm. awesome half a mile down the road from my house and they have the days of thunder car in there the city God. Chevrolet car. <laughs> that, was that like Rick Hendricks, one of his first dealerships? Yeah. Which, and I'll circle And then back. it broke off and he did all his other dealerships after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's dude. I've got to get to rich. I got our Charlotte, um, which is funny because I'll circle back to the guy who I always used to talk about. Um, the early days of my podcast, my friend, Kevin, most talented body guy I'll ever know. And that includes my dad and grandpa like he he'd have rick hendrick call him once every six months trying to get him to come work in his body shops for years that's pretty awesome yeah and kevin lives in podunk fucking iowa like literally the town is called pocahontas like nowhere (laughs) iowa but like you know kevin i love you my guy you you just stay in iowa (laughs) um i want to i definitely want to um run this down at the end of the podcast before i forget don't forget everybody you can find second chance on instagram at second chance pod uh we got the facebook we got the group we got all that so second chance moped at gmail.com don't be afraid to hit me up with show ideas guest ideas i'm all about that if you want to give any of your swag away on my uh podcast you're more than welcome to just get a hold of me i'm going to be getting some moped rich calendars as well we'll be doing a giveaway there um Eric, do you want to plug anybody towards your guys's um, social yeah, you media? Can, you can uh, check us out. I'm, I'm not on Facebook, but uh, we had, do have a Facebook page, Queen City Barons, and um, we do have the old Instagrams. Nice. And you can check us out on either one of those. And why Is not it check Queen me City out Barons uh, Instagram? MPC. MPC. Okay. Yep. Queen City Barons MPC is our ig and why not check me out on moped army yes there it is i'm eh uh, fcc at a qcb on moped army and i lurk on that damn thing all the time <laughs> that's probably <laughs> the most social media i use right on right on i'm i'm getting more and more just a fan of instagram just to check out moped stuff over in europe absolutely because- I was talking about a year ago, like I 
still got I gotta check out with my boy over there. Like I was supposed to go over to Red Bull all the way last year and go ride in Austria, but Ugh. fuck dude. Tulips, yeah. Yeah. Windmills so cool. wooden shoes. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I want to fucking do it. But you know, fuck you, Rona. Fuck you, 2020. 2021 is gonna be better. Well, yeah, um, that's that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I can't thank you enough. We'll we'll chit chat a little bit, but I can't thank you enough, Eric. And don't forget, like any, you're always welcome to stay at my house if you ever want to get up to Minnesota during rail. I don't during rally season. I can't necessarily guarantee you a bike, but if you come up any other weekend, I'll throw you on a Hobbit. We'll go ride the river roads on the right side of the river, St. Paul. Ooh, it's it's a it's a see my I've got a theory about riding. River towns are the best moped cities because nothing's straight. And like St. Paul, St. Paul's an old city, dude, like old city. And I, yeah, I'll put it up against pretty much any city in the country for riding. I mean, I love going riding in other cities because it's a new adventure, but like, I love St. Paul. Um, but again, I got to thank you again so much for coming on and don't dude, forget. I got to, I got to thank you for having me and congratulations on doing this for a year, man. We're not at a year. It was a year. Okay. Ago, I, and I will tell everybody I got this. Tripped like, up then. I, I was, it was a year ago. I was on Moped Monday podcast that kind of oh. has set the whole, the I, whole thing in motion. Yeah, dude. It's weird. And like, I didn't even think about it. I had Brad on and he's like, talked about tampa because it's like all i fucking everybody talks about because it wasn't until uh, after that right nope he goes dude that's when everything started happening for you i'm like well son of a bitch and <laughs> shout out mouse squids. here you go messing up your own timelines yeah, yeah. uh shout out mouse <laughs> squids i'm sorry about your gr- grandma dying dude i love you buddy Oof. don't be afraid to reach out um yeah my i'm all about timelines but which is really hairy um my very first i didn't realize this up until like a week or two ago speaking of timelines my first podcast dropped the day my father had died. So like Oof. April 10th. Yeah. It was a little eerie. And like, I told that to my oldest sister. She like didn't say anything back. Like, yeah, my dad, my dad's still my hero to this day. Like he was pretty rad cat. Um, but anyways, we'll get, we'll get signing off here. We'll chit chat a little bit, Eric. Uh, but don't forget mopeds are dumb. Absolutely. All right. My God. Talk to you later. Uh-huh.